Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Talks with Cheese. I'm your host Cheese, aka Adrian. My guest here with me is Jeff Ortega. Jeff, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for having me. No problem. So Jeff here, he's the founder, the owner, and a barber at Shaves and Feeds here in Warsaw, Indiana. I know Jeff since I was in high school. And Jeff, like, you know who the, I, I don't know if you remember uh, Avaro Gutierrez? He's the one that, like, you know, referenced me to you. Avaro? Yeah. Or Navarro. Navarro. Avaro Gutierrez. But anyways, that's how I found you out was from him. Okay. So, and then from there on, um, I just, you know, remember, I remember trying to, you know, reach out to you when you had, like, that little building, remember? Yeah, the little hole in the wall. Yeah, yeah when yeah. it was just you. And then, you know, at the time, it was impossible to book you. Because, number one, before I came to you, right, and your crew, I was so used to going to barber shops like a walk-in type of style. I was never used to like the book an appointment, you know? Yeah, so yeah. every time I came to you, it was like always last minute. And you're like, man, I'm sorry. You know, I just, you know, I'm bugged. But at the time I just, I didn't know any better. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I, it's, it's definitely changed over the years. So I can't, you know, it's just, I couldn't get everyone in, you know, everyone wanted a haircut at the time, you know, everyone saw the fades and they wanted to get fresh, but I just didn't have the time, you know, the things changed over the years. It's not quick night in and out no more right but we're gonna get to like you know those improvements later on so um yeah like i said jeff thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to do this jeff oh, yeah thanks now no problem and then so jeff man like how's the new year treating you so far man yeah well i feel like it's still a little early but uh it's, it's a good start man I'm, I'm glad we started a good new year heck yeah so i want to like ask how long have you been cutting hair for i'm uh, going on um 11, almost 12 years now. Wow, so that had been back in 2010, yeah. 2011? Yeah, when I started school, yeah. So um, before I ask you, like, how you got started into, like, barber or, like, what made you, like, love cutting hair, I want to go back to, like, the early days. So you were born and raised in California, right? Yes, sir. So where at, So what part of Cali were you born and raised from? Okay, I was born in Northern California in Redwood City in San Mateo. And I moved, uh, started about maybe grade school elementary in southern california in ontario so that's where i grew up and spent most of my life there uh is ontario like by la or where was where's the nearest city by ontario yeah it'd be la would be the next biggest city um i would say maybe like 30 30 to 40 miles south nice so not not that far right yeah not that far. so like like how was your childhood you know how was it growing up in cali because like you know coming from a, coming from me right that's never been to cali i've always heard like nothing but good things about cali like you know the nice weather all the famous people will be in there just like the paradise of the state well, um childhood uh childhood was good you know i had a pretty decent childhood you know not, not a lot of money laying around but at the time there wasn't much electronics so you know we were outside playing a lot you know with yeah. the friends everywhere, up and down the block, everywhere, on the streets. That's you, that's where you would find me, man. Would you be playing basketball or soccer? Or what was your, like, favorite activity doing, like, you know, you like to do with your friends back in the day? Man, it was really whatever we can get into, man. Soccer was, uh, was a big part of it. Um, not really basketball. I would shoot every now and then if someone had a hoop. But I lived uh, next to a freeway, so I had an alley in the back of my house, and... It was like a jungle, kind of. It would be up there exploring, catching lizards. That was a big thing for some reason. We just 
go back there and catch lizards, man. <laughs> so you're using your imagination at finest because back then there wasn't no TikTok or no Snapchat to really, as a former your entertainment back in the day, huh? Yeah, no, nothing like that. Just hanging out with the friends and swimming. When my buddies had a pool, so go to his house and swim a lot. Mm-hmm. That, oh yeah, especially with the hot weather there, yeah. especially during summertime. Yeah. So Jeff, what was your favorite part about like living in Cali when you were there? Uh well, there's, back to the weather. You know, the weather was good. Uh, I come from a family of nine, so you know there was cousins there all the time at the family house. Nine? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Were you like the oldest, middle, youngest? Uh, I'm the second to the youngest. I have a little brother. He's the youngest. It's crazy. I didn't know you had a big family. Yeah. See, that's why I love doing this. So, Jeff, what got you into barber? Like, you know, what got you into cutting hair? You know what? It, my mom and dad were barbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tried to get me in at an early age. I didn't. I didn't show no interest. You know, I didn't see the potential of uh making good money you know working for yourself i i just saw them hey you know they go to the work at nine in the morning come back at like seven and i would be wore out if i was them you know like that doesn't sound too too fun you know it didn't seem appealing from like a younger side of your perspective right no i wanted to be you know with my buddies out and about you know so i want to say uh about 18 they were trying to get me in again and i was working at ihop as a waiter and i would be off you know like one two maybe three in the afternoon go to the beach at the you know my buddies go out and about and get home and my mom and dad barely be getting home from the shop wow like i, I don't know I didn't, I didn't see that life for me but i didn't even, i didn't also realize you know they're working for themselves you know making money mm-hmm. You know, we'd get a recession, you know, that would always be around. It's not right. till later on when I realized I was like, hey, this might not, might not be a bad, bad gig, you know. Uh-huh. So, like, um, when did you actually start trying it out? Like, did you start, start trying out cutting hair? And, like, you know, did you, like, use cousins to first, like, you know, test out your hair cutting skills? Or did you go to, like, a barber shop school? So, I did sign up for school, like, around 19, 20 but they, the school was like about an hour away. Mm-hmm. It was a apprentice program, but it was going to be two years. I ended up getting in a car accident. And the reliable car I had was just was gone, you know. And the car I had after that just it wasn't wasn't getting me there. So I was like, ah, I'm not going to risk driving an hour. So I kind of dropped it, you know. So what happens after that? How do you you know stick to you know cutting hair? How do you stick to learning how to? Well, that actually after that, that's I think what kind of pushed me towards cutting hair. I was jumping around from job to job. Nothing was consistent. Like I said, you know, economy would crash or things would get slow. My job at the time would get slow, which I used to drive forklifts. Certain certain times of the year would be busy and other times, you know, it wouldn't. You know, when I needed it to be busy, it wasn't there. And I had to start looking around and then, you know, realize like, hey, my mom and dad are always working, you know. Mm-hmm. They always had money. If my brother sisters needed money, and they're like, hey, you know, here you go. They had it, you know. Why? Because hair always grows. Everyone has hair. Everyone needs haircuts. Right. When did you start, like, actually, like, cutting hair consistently? Um, After, I think I want to say when I turned about 23, that's when I decided, you know, which was around 2010. I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to just get into barber school, you know? Uh-huh. So you eventually went back to barber school after, you know, yeah. back job hopping back and forth, basically. Yeah. So, like... Explain the in-depth process of, you know, of barber school, you know, like such as getting trained, uh, the amount of practice you had to go through, and like how long did it take you to cut hair for you to feel like, hey, 
I'm a master at this. Okay. Well, that see, that's a good question. Um, really, all depends on on you. People were telling me like in about two years of my career, like, oh man, you're good, you're good. But I I followed you know a lot of guys on Instagram or go to like a lot of hair shows, mm-hmm. and would see these guys on stage cutting hair, and they were just amazing, you know. And people in the shops I worked at, like, oh man, you're good, you're good, the best barber ever has. Like, ah, no, I wouldn't toot my horn just yet, you know. Like it didn't hit you yet. Yeah, it didn't hit me. I want to say till like about three years i was in the shop working with barbers that were cutting hair like 10 years you know they were mm-hmm. maybe barbers that a lot of people looked up to in the name na- you know the neighborhood and other barbers like yeah this guy's good this guy's good you know and i started taking clients from them and they were telling me dang dang you never done this i've never mm-hmm. done it like that and finally i started giving myself some credit i want to say it was about three years in right. yeah then i was like okay I'm like, i guess i might be pretty good i'm taking this guy's client he's been cutting hair 20 years and doing stuff that he don't do beards designs you know eyebrows a lot of that stuff not a lot of barbers are doing it you know but i want to feel i feel like our generation that entered school at the time i entered school just brought a lot more to the table you know we brought like the razor back and all of a sudden probably like a year after three after my three years in that shop Everyone wanted to use the razor. Everyone wanted their beards done. A lot of people wanted their eyebrows, you know, and lineups. And, besides, like, the old school type of style, right? Yeah, besides just high and tight, you know, high and tight. Right. A lot of people didn't know. If they come in for the sh- in the shop and they say they want to fade, I would give them options. And they did tell me, like, damn, never heard that. You know, you want a high, high fade, mid-high, mid, mm-hmm. mid-low, low. They're like, damn, never been asked that, you know. Give yeah. me an explanation. They see the difference in the haircut and the fade, and they're like, dang, you know, it's my barber now. It's my barber. So, like, uh, you were giving them more options, right? They weren't used to this, you know, because they were so used to the the old school type of style. They were like, you were basically giving them more options to gain more attraction to them. Yeah, yeah. And then even give them options to what I thought would fit their head Mm -hmm. or a certain hair texture, the style, you know. Like, people didn't really know what their hair can do you know like for example i had a guy that had curly hair he wanted a comb over you know mm-hmm. his last barber told him like oh you can't do that with your hair sat in my chair blue blue dry his hair a certain way you know threw some gel in it and he he had a comb over and was just extremely happy he's been a client since yeah just like that you yeah. took that client from you know um the other barber right yeah and then um where was this where was your first gig at like was this still in cali or was this in indiana this this last one i was referring about was was here in indiana when i got here so okay. i've been cutting his hair seven years you know so yeah okay so i wanted to go back a little bit right because i'm still uh want to know about this so why did you leave cali and why did you out of all the places here in the united states why did you go to boring northern indiana well um i came to visit one time you know i had just finished barber school mm-hmm. My goal, my idea at the time was like, I'm going to go to L.A., Hollywood, cut hair in that area. Mm-hmm. I did move from Ontario a bit more south to Marino Valley, which is, you know, probably an additional 40 miles. Mm-hmm. And I had the idea of driving up there, but, you know, I started. I was driving to Pomona, which was my first uh, barbershop I was working in. I worked with uh, my dad because my dad was cutting hair there for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Nah, he said, you know, his his shop was pretty busy. Come here and work, you know. And I went, and yeah, it was extremely busy, extremely busy. Um, so when I graduated, my wife brought me out here to visit her family. 
She said, like, "You want to move out here?" And I was like, "You know what? No, it, it does not. For, it's not for me. You know, there's nothing out there." So you your know? wife's from Indiana. Um, she was actually from Reno Valley too, but okay. she moved. She moved out here. I want to say I think in like '05. Uh huh. So no, how'd you guys meet then? Um, uh, was crazy because that restaurant she worked at before she moved, I started working there right after she left. So I kind of missed her maybe by a couple months. Uh -huh. I met her dad. I met her best friends, you know, and, and uh, she was out here. I didn't really like the area. I had just, uh, my buddies had just graduated high school, and it was like, it's, it's time to, like, hang out and party, you know. No, right. no one worried about anything else after high school. So I moved back to Ontario, did the five years jumping around from different uh, jobs, you know, in the forklift industry. Got back to Marino Valley, and at the same time, she moved back to Marino Valley, mm -hmm. and we met at that restaurant. That's when I was going to barber school and all that, and that's where we met. So she had brought me out here after barber school, after I had graduated, came to check it out, and I was like, well, it's, it's not for me. I didn't really like it at the time. But the big factor was that I didn't have kids. All right. Then I had kids. I started looking at things different, you know. Right. The areas out there, you know, two-bedroom apartments, like, at the time, still like thousand two hundred bucks. Back you know? in Cali. Back in Cali. Okay. Like I said, it's like ten years ago, maybe more. You know, and I was like, you know what? That's that's it's getting a little crazy out here. We kept getting robbed where we lived there. Cars kept getting broken into, and then I had a kid, so I started thinking different. We came to visit the second time, mm -hmm. which was like three years later, and that's when I was saying it was the hands a lot better. You know, I brought my tools and I was cutting people up, and I had people knocking at the door wanting haircuts, you know, from, you know, their cousin, their co-worker that got a haircut. Like, dang, I saw his haircut. It looked clean, you know. I heard like, you're cutting hair. So was it from word of mouth? Like, how did that start? Was it from your wife telling, like, her co-workers to her family members or it, what? Yeah, her her family members. Okay. And, you know, since it's a real tight community around here, right, Facebook. Yeah. My uh, my niece, my, my wife's niece, put it on her Facebook. Oh, yeah, my, my uncle's here. He's cutting hair. He's from Cali go to my house, you know, she was in the car scene, you know, so she had a lot of people in her group, you know, they started showing up at the house, you know, knocking on the door, hey, we heard you cutting hair, and groups of twos and threes, and I was on vacation, I was cutting hair the whole time I was here, I was cutting actually more hair here than I did in oh, the shop over there. So, the, so you're, keep, uh, we're talking about, like, you're still visiting here. Yeah, this was the second time. Yeah. This was the second time I visited. So, you, like, you, so like, all this time you're thinking, you know, I'm going to get a little break, but really, you're working. No, I was working. Uh-huh. I was working. They weren't hesitating. I was like, another thing, I was like, ah, oh, well, the shops around here, they charge pretty cheap. They probably won't want to pay what I'm charging. Uh-huh. But they were already paying with what I was charging, but driving an hour. You know, if not paying more, and then still the, you know, they were telling me, oh, the haircuts are clean, you know. They yeah. didn't find a barber like this since maybe they left Chicago or South Bend, the bigger cities. So when did you uh, actually start to, you know, move to Indiana officially and then to start and then start coming here from there on? See, see, well, that time we are here and I went back and I was like, you know what? I'm going to move out here, you know, like if I don't like it. I moved back, you know. I you pick up chance. my tools, yeah. Put, pick up my tools and come back to Cali, you know. If I don't like it, right? It wasn't like a life or death situation. Yeah, no. I mean, hair is everywhere, you know. I can go anywhere. Everyone has got hair. Everyone needs haircuts, you know. So, so I was like, if you know, again, like if I didn't like it, I'll just move back home, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, in 2015 is when when I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna move out there. When you officially moved here in Indiana in Warsaw, right? Did you start 
cutting like hair in your garage or yeah, yeah. explain the process from there to when you first got that small building that was by like the laundromat yeah so as soon as Wyona. i as soon as i got here like yeah right away got a hold of some of the people i had on my facebook that i met you know when i had uh came on my vacation cut and then on top of that you know everyone in my girl's family blasted it on facebook hey he's cutting hair so they started uh you know dm dming me you know if they can come through for a haircut and yeah it was in the garage in pierston at my sister-in-law's house people were showing up you know and i was cutting cutting hair till uh I found the first location, the one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So this is pretty much like a little office space, mm-hmm. enough for a chair, maybe like six, seven people to I sit remember. inside. You know, it was real small. Why, so you went to that first building because, like, was it because like it was just getting too hectic at the house, or what? Can you explain more about that? Yeah. And then explain the process of getting that small building. Like, did you have to like reach out to people about it or what? Because I'm really curious. Okay, so the building was being rented out by uh, my brother-in-law's uh, brother. So he told me about it. He's like, oh, you go, go talk to him. You know, he might rent you out that space. We went talk to him. It was real affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he said, cool, you know, got you know, got the keys and just uh, got it ready. You know, got a toolbox, got a mirror, got some good lighting. Mm-hmm. I had my chair that I brought with me from Cali. Which was a, a salon chair, but I mean, it worked, you know, just a good start. What were you had to start with, you know? Everyone yeah. has a beginning. Yeah, yeah. That was my chair, and uh, I want to say, I think we still have it so somewhere, you know? I still have that chair, you know? So, like, um, pretty much, um, you're getting all these clients right here is basically word from mouth, right? Yeah. Word of mouth and from Facebook, basically. Yeah, word of mouth. And then the what I liked about here, everyone took their word of mouth serious, you know? Mm-hmm. Cali is uh, it's too cutthroat. It's too many barbers and everything. Everyone cuts hair and like here, know, there's not that much, you know. Yeah. Like maybe like back where you live, there's probably freaking like five in the block, maybe. Yeah. yeah and here, exactly. in, in this whole town in Warsaw, and if you include Winona Township, there's probably what like five in total. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's not much around here, you know. But the 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 word of mouth is what helped. Everyone took the word of mouth, you know, serious here. Yeah. I remember back home, like if I'd cut somebody's hair. They liked it, you know, best haircut. They went and told their boys, and yeah. right away it was just like, oh, I got, I know a guy that does it half the price, you know, and out of his garage or and some shit, you know. They did, you know, they didn't want to give it a shot, believe him, you know, come try it out. Over here, it's like, yeah, he's a good barber. Right away they came, you know. Right, and that's when, that's all goes back to when I mentioned Ovara, right? Yeah, like my whole time, my whole life, I was just getting my haircut cut by, like, you know, old school barbers, you know. And then when I was seeing pictures, you know, from you, like, you know, when I saw people with post pictures of their haircuts, like, you cut them, right? Like you said, it brought a different style, you know, that here in Warsaw, at least that we weren't, I mean, at least my personal experience, I wasn't used to. Yeah. So when you got, when word of mouth got at its best, right? How do you handle so many people hitting you up to where, like, hey, man, I can't do it because I just have so many people hitting me up. How did you, like, handle that and react to that so it was it was a bunch of trial and error in the beginning you know i didn't want to break down and get the app you know right away people were already like oh, appointments you know and they switched to the app right away so i was doing it by phone call and text mm-hmm. but that just got overwhelming at one point you know once i got a solid two three weeks out you know majority of my clients like their haircut every week or two uh-huh. so if it's solid week or two it's like at that point i couldn't take in new clients because they like to be say every Wednesday every other Thursday at three four o'clock where everyone had their time scheduled mm-hmm. 
and when I started going three or four weeks out, is it? I didn't want to tell people no, and I was taking them in. But you know, again, back to the reality of the clients, they want their haircut every two weeks. So if I give you an appointment four weeks out, and you had came in for a haircut now, there was a big chance that they weren't coming coming for their appointment. Right. So at one point, it's like I had to, I had you know cut it off cut cut off new clients and just stick with my regulars oh yeah yeah and it goes back to what i said like there's some people before you came in right into town i think this town i mean i'm pretty sure i wasn't the only one that but anyways like it just seemed like okay for me personally i just wasn't used to the appointment type of style i was so used to the walk-ins like Mm -hmm. i mentioned to you Mm -hmm. so is that why you decided to you know you decided to get like a crew because, you know, it was just like, there were so many people hitting you up pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I needed help. You know, I've talked to a lot of people. People would tell me, oh, I used to do it in high school. In high school, oh, why don't you go to school, get your license. You know, you see, it's, it's a good business. It's always going to be around, you know. The jobs are never really secure. You showed up late one day, that's a point. Oh, your alarm didn't go off, you know, another point. Oh, your car messed up, you know, another point. And then, boom, you're fired, you know. Mm-hmm. You could be their best worker, but if you get those points, you know, you're gone. You're you gone, know? yeah. You know, and that was, like, the issue for me, you know. And that's why I got into barbering because it's, like, they can't fire me, you know. I mean, they can leave, go to another barber, but there's just so many people that I'm going to continue to work, you know. It's a great way to look at it. I mean, so, like, when did you... Okay, I first want to ask this, right? So, Shaves and Fades started in 2014, right? Or tw- was it really 2015? Yeah, um, 14, yeah. Okay, and then how did you come up with the name Shaves and Fades? Well, it was actually uh, me and my buddy. So, my buddy had uh, Shaves and Fades in California. You know, uh, he ended up passing away uh, about two, three years ago now. Um, when I moved out here, I just, you know, when we came up with the name, it was like, I liked it a lot. The logo was, was fire, you know, it was like, I'm, I'm just keep the name, you know, it's, it's straight to the point. Shaves and fades, you know. It just stuck to you, huh? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about, like, how, like, how'd you start, like, getting people, you know? Like, how'd you start getting, like, uh, Mixio in the team, you know? So Mix, yeah, yeah, he's, he was one of the clients, too, at the little, at the little shop. He actually came in uh, with another guy that at, at the time I wasn't accepting new clients. You know, they came, you know, and buttered my biscuit, worked their way into the schedule. You know, we got to talking, you know, and I was telling him, like, yeah, man, go to, go to barber school, you know. It did take him a, a minute to finally make the move, you know, because it, it is a big move. You got to sign up for school. The nearest school is in Fort Wayne. You got to do 1,500 hours in the school. Like I see a guy like Mix, he had... Uh, his daughter, he had his his car payments, his house payments, you know, and if he's going, like to say the trailer factories, you know, that's what, you know, pays his bills. And for him to cut that down, you know, cut those hours down and go to barber school, you know, it's like it's risking, you know, losing his car or his, his house or something. Right, you, you have know? to make sacrifices to, to you know. be where you are right now. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's tough. Not a lot of people were ready to make that move, you know. But I was just convincing him, it was like, it's going to be tough, you know, it's going to be, you know, I went, they went through it, you know, I went through it, you know, it's going to be tough. But at the end, you know, something, they can't never take it from you. It's right. something we can never take from you, you know, and you're going to be secure, you know, with work. There's always going to be work in, in this industry. Basically, you, so let me get this straight. So he was a client of yours back mm-hmm. to the old building, right? Yeah, yeah. And so did you hit him up or he hit you up saying, hey, uh, I want to like help you? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he hit me up, you know. Uh-huh. Um, I told him, I mean, sign up for school, you know, make it happen, you know, and, 
you know, he signed up for school, ended up moving to the new location, uh, well, the, the second location, and uh, gave him the opportunity. Since he signed up, he's able to, to work, you know, and he, he, he busted his ass, man. He was uh, working the trailer factories where they get up like at 2.30 in the morning. Right, Go early. to work and drive all the way to Fort Wayne to Georgetown, which is like an hour from here. Like you right know? after work? Yeah, right after yeah. work. Do do a couple hours at school, you know, and then come come back to you know to Warsaw, you know, after uh-huh. after the end of the day. So he used to, he, you know, he, since he was losing out on money, uh, you know, cutting his hours at work, he started working in the barbershop at night. Uh-huh. So he'd be there till like eleven o'clock at night, you know, cutting up his uh, clients that he was already building up, you know, yeah. friends, family. I mean, yeah, I mean that goes with anything, Jeff. Like you know, no matter what you want to do, you have to make sacrifices. And then it's not gonna be an easy road. Yes, like you know, even with college, you know, that's not an easy road. It's uh, sacrifices time. So, but like, he knew at the end that it all paid off. And look at him yeah. nowadays. Yeah, oh man, he's extremely busy. You know, he's doing big things. You know, he's doing big things. Yeah. Very, 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 very proud of Max, man. Do you ever tell him, hey, man, look, look at you now? You know, I, not like, not as much as I should. You know, but you know, I mean, he he knows it. You know, he knows it. He's he's he's. Everyone's seen them shine, you know, everyone's like, damn, you know, I think he's what brought other people to get into, you know, into the barber school, you know, because they're like, dang, Jeff did it, Mix is doing it, you know, like, I need to get in. I got so many people, you know, talking to me about it, but they're afraid to make that move, you know. Right. Oh, I just, I did a, my last podcast was about, you know, so I had, her name was Casey Zoni, was my guest, right? And she was basically saying that fear is a liar, you know? If you want to do something, do it, even though you're scared because you'd never know. Yeah, 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 I totally agree. Yeah, man. It's crazy how, like, some of these episodes I've done kind of, like, correlates from one to another. Yeah. So, um, man, sorry, it's such a good point. Um, But, like, yeah, like, you should uh, should tell Mix, like, you know, do you remember, like, years ago when you were, like, you know, stressing about this? Look at, like, look right now. It's paid off. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely paid off. You know, he put in the work, you know, and it's still, it's, it's, that's just, I want to say it's like the first step, you know, going to school, graduating. But still, then there's like the the work, you know, to getting, to becoming a good barber, building your clientele, you know. Some people don't know don't, or don't see what goes on behind the door, the behind scenes, the yeah. scene, you know, like, oh, sometimes you have to come in early, you know, sometimes you have to stay late, you know, on your days off, you want to build your clientele. You they know? just see what's on social media or yeah. they just see, you yeah. know, you guys cutting the hair yeah. when really it took forever to get at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Mix, I mean, it's crazy when you said that once... Mix graduated barber school and started working under Shades and Fades. More people wanted to do the same. It's crazy how you two guys started a positive chain reaction. Yeah. How crazy is that, Jeff? It, it it's it's crazy, man. It is definitely crazy. You know, like uh, like I said, a lot of people want to get in it. You know, and like they see us doing it, it is pushing them closer and closer. You know, whether it's them buying their own tools, working out of the house, cutting up their their brothers, their their cousins, cousins you know, their their dad, you know, it's it's. I see a lot of people. They're right there, you know. They're right. They just gotta take that next step, you know. It's like it's like actions speak louder than words. At the end of the day, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. So um, how so then? How did like you know Maria come in the picture? Uh, Landon, Emmanuel, you know, how did you start this team besides Mix? Because you just told the story about Mix. Because yeah. man, I gotta say, Jeff, I love the companionship that. 
all you guys have with one another. Like you guys, like it seems like you guys are a really tight crew, and you guys get along, and which causes like a positive, you know, environment for us clients. Yeah, yeah, and that's hard to find. You know, I'm I'm blessed that I have the people I have in there now. You know, the attitudes they have. You know, um, there's always room for improvements, but. For the most part, you know, it's only because I've dealt with other barbers are just, you know, knuckleheads, you know. Mm-hmm. I can give them advice, but, they, you know, they won't follow it, you know. You don't have that open mindset, no. right? No, you know, they feel like, oh, you know, I'm going to do it my way, you right. know. Like, barbers need to carry themselves still professional, you know. Yeah, some some sort of professionalism, you know. Right. It's got to be there, you know. You got to know how to talk to the client, you know. Right you know fill the client's needs you know and i mean i can't say we do it all the time you know because right. we get so busy sometimes you know but but when we can you know that's that's what helps you know uh-huh. build clientele when did like you know maria and the rest of the crew like they and me to start coming in like just like a year after mix came in or yeah explain more about that yeah um so landon too he was actually a client at the old shop too the very, the, the, yeah, the very first the shop. Very small, yeah. And he's t- he talked to me before about it. You know, I was like, what do you think about it? I was like, yeah, well, yeah go for it. You know, it's, it's going to be hard work. It's going to be hard work. You got to go to school, 1,500 hours. You got to pass the test, you know, and then uh, you'd be licensed and you're good to go, you know. And, uh, you know, it took him a bit longer till he finally did it. You know, he signed up, you know. Um, he was signed up and uh, my sister-in-law had signed up and my, my niece, my wife's niece, they all, they were all in the barber school together and they were from Warsaw. And they actually helped get the, the word out out there. You know, I didn't really, I mean, I tried going to Fort Wayne and recruiting some barbers, but I mean, the guys I tried to recruit were already cutting hair for years. You know, they were pretty good barbers. You know, they had their clientele. There was like no reason for them to leave the shop they're at now, you know, to come to my shop. Because they already settled in. Yeah, yeah, they already had clientele build right. up, you know and then everyone's just scared to come into a small town thinking there's not going to be you know money you know yeah so there's like a stigma to that huh yeah, but really yeah. there's not it's actually better like when it comes to small town word of mouth is serious like you were saying yeah yeah so uh so i tried that i tried to try to recruit him it didn't work out but uh they were in they were in the barber school you know they were pat- throwing the name around shaves and fades and warsaw you know more and more people started hearing about it and they started hearing how busy i was right so it started, uh, you know, attracting, you know, barbers my way, you know, they wanted to come check it out, you know. So uh, that's how I got Emmanuel. Emmanuel was in the school with him, you know, and uh, he got a hold of me, you know, he, he's from Ligonier, you know, and he wants to make his move out here to Warsaw. He wanted to come start building up his clientele, you know, and he was already a pretty good barber, you know. He was already cutting up some of my clients that sometimes if I couldn't get him, you know, they live out there in Syracuse area, you know, Ligonier is pretty close, so they were going... Yeah. to Emmanuel, you know. So I had already heard about him, you know. I was like, all right, you know, like, I mean, I got room, you know. I'm, I'll make room, you know. Right. I'll make it happen. Make it happen. You know, so I was still at the second shop. Actually, right around the time I was getting ready to move to the, the new shop, the third shop, yep. is when he started, you know, he came in, you know. And then I had, did have uh, David with me and Alex, you know. Unfortunately, I had lost him when I got the new shop. Right. But with the new shop, you know, there was more room for more barbers, you know. I can tell. I love the new uh, third place. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. So quickly about those buildings, right? So how? So when did you exactly go from the first building to the second building? Man, and, I want to say it was like after maybe a year and a half, okay. maybe two. And was it because of obviously because of the uh, tight space? Yeah, no, actually, the it was because um, the building was really damaged and they couldn't fix it. So I kind of forced my hand, you know, 
that's when the second shop came available, you know, and which used to be a barbershop for years. Right. It told me, like, hey, I think it'll, I think that'll be good for you. So you, you know? took advantage when that was open. You know, yeah, definitely. You okay. know, I still at the time, it was just me. I wasn't really taking in new clients. I didn't really want to take that step in that shop just because it's for 35 years it was a shop you know people are going to be showing up oh and wanting a haircut yeah I, I remember when, when i first went to shaves and fades right back at the second location i remember i would be getting my haircut and then people would be walking in hey is this the shop and you had it awkwardly say no uh, they they had to move yeah yeah see so that, that's the thing you know and then people you know oh, what's well, still a barbershop i want a haircut um you know i want to use say the older crowd but you know the more seasoned right, right. you know guys and they've been getting haircuts for years you know, it's hard to tell them, like, oh, hey, man, I do appointments. I can't take you, you know, because right. it, it makes me look, you know, like I don't want to cut it's, their it's hair. And so, it's not, it's yeah, not that, you know. They're so used to, you know, the walking, yeah. the walking routine, yeah. just like me, you know, yeah, not just exactly. the older people, just like exactly. me. So it's like, like you said, before you came in, most of this town was like, had that mindset, okay, when, when they think about barbershops, it's walking. Mm, exactly. So, um, I didn't want to be, I don't want to look like the bad guy, you know, so that's right. why I didn't really want to go to that building, you know, but yeah. I was like, hey, if I get a bigger building, maybe I might attract, yeah. you know, more barbers because there's more space, you know, and so I was like, yeah, you and, know. And look it, what happened, yeah. it all paid off, you know, mm-hmm. once you went to that second location and once like time, like I think everyone just had to like, you know, eventually had to like get the memo saying, hey, you know, Shades and Face is all about appointments for the mes- yeah. most part. It just seems like, you know, you got more people in, which and you got more barbers in, and it just seemed like it was, you know, going upward and upward. Yeah. So how did you start? How did you go from the second building to the third building? Because like we said, third building's going awesome. It's freaking wide and big. Well, see, uh, so at the time, it was me, Mix, David, and Alex, and then Maria came. Around, around the time Maria was coming, I was already considering getting a bigger building because my sister-in-law was in the school and my niece was in the school Landon was in the school I was like you know what I think it's time to get a bigger building you know because it's better to be ready you know like hey I'm, I'm done you know or, or say if they wanted to cut hair on the side while they're at school because they could get uh, additional hours being in the shop you know outside of school they could get like 10 extra hours a week like, you know? take advantage of that convenience. yeah yeah I was like well see if they're there they start building up their clientele that way when they get their uh, license, they hit the ground running, you know? Mm-hmm. They already have a few clientele, you know? Let's get the shop and uh, start cutting hair, you know? And luckily, uh, for you guys that don't know, Jeff's third location is literally down, like, two doors down the same plaza. Mm-hmm. So how crazy was that that you got to uh, open up the new location, like, damn near the second one? Um, uh, You know what? I just, I just got lucky, man. Uh-huh. just got lucky. Uh, I I do like the area. There's a lot of traffic there. You know, we're next to Winona Lake. You know, people come up and down that road all the time. You know, so it's it's a well known area. And like I said, the barber shop has been there for for years. So, so I mean, it was just a better choice to do it there. You know. Yeah, like was it one of those things like you know like the second location? It was just they were just selling it at the right time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just right at the right time because the they couldn't figure out like why the other building was leaking. So they were like, hey, you know, we got this building. They're leaving, you know. I did go home for, I want to say, two months just because the, they rented the building out for two more months just to have a sign there directing uh-huh. their clients over there, which uh, I guess they didn't want me to take their clients, but in reality, I didn't need their clients. Right. You know, I, was like, I mean, that's cool, you know. They can have their clients. They, they don't, we don't see eye to eye. Right. They're the walking people, you know, and I don't do walk-ins. Right. Know? 
But anyways, but it's like, you know, it just seems like right now, Chasing Fades is... It's like it's going good so far. So like, would you, are you satisfied for like of what Chase and Fades have become? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm satisfied for sure. You know, I uh, I am looking to get more barbers. You know, in the shop. You know, I'll be more satisfied. You know, but uh, I'm happy where it's at right now. You know, there's always there's definitely room to grow, and and I hope I do. You know, I mean, you know, it's it's going great, Jeff. From my perspective, it seems like it seems like you guys keep growing, growing and growing. So, say if a barber wanted to work for you, right? What do you look for? Like, what do you look for for a barber for you to hire them? You know, I'm not too 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 picky. You know, but uh, I definitely look. Uh, I want them to be licensed. It, they don't have to as long as they're in school. You know, I'll work with them. Be pretty familiar with the clippers, you know, the haircuts, the styles, you know, know their way around the razor, you know, um, just a little, little bit of everything. You don't have to be the best, you know, because you're going to learn in the shop. You know, the the way you learn is being in the shop around barbers that know what they're doing. That's how you pick up fast, you know. I want to say I could have got, you know, like Mix, he got good, I want to say in like a year. Like I said, it, it, to me, it felt like three years, but I was working around barbers that, that you know, what they didn't really show me nothing they were the old school barbers high and tight you know in and out in and out didn't do the razor they didn't do beards designs nothing like that there was a fast-paced shop where my dad worked at mm-hmm. there was 13 barbers there i want to say they see my dad on average used to bang out maybe like 50 to 60 haircuts on a good day mm-hmm. if it was busy the most i did there still to this day was 38 haircuts you know mm-hmm. I can't do 38 haircuts now with all the detail that goes into the haircuts, but that was a walk-in shop, so it was a variety. Right. There was a lot of regular haircuts or just fades, you know. It wasn't lineups at the time yet, you know. There was, but they weren't going there to get them. They were going in for that $6 haircut. Mm-hmm. So the most I did was 38, and now, you know, on a full day, you know, I'll probably do maybe between 15 to 18, you know, depending on if there's a lot of beards included in the day, which... Which goes back to what makes Shaves and Faces uh, stand out compared to other barbershops uh, here in Warsaw because you guys give them more options uh, in terms of services. Yeah. So with, you know, with the team like uh, Mix, Emmanuel, Maria, and Landon, right? So they, are they co- contractors or are they employees? Yeah. I mean, I don't, honestly, I don't want to ask how much they make because like, you know what I'm saying? But like, how does that work? Like, do they like uh, receive half? the service charge and and all their tips or how does that work yes they they just pay a booth rent yeah so they're uh subcontracted yeah okay. they, they come in you know when they want they make their schedule you know i don't really have too many rules they gotta follow there's some basic things you know maintaining the shop be professional you know i want everybody to work the same you know i don't want somebody coming in oh i sat with this guy and he didn't do the hot towel on me or something you know i yeah. want to make sure if if someone has their beard service you know it comes with a hot towel it's done with the razor i want to make sure everyone does it the, the same way you know yeah. the shapes and fades away you know uh-huh so pretty much they have a booth fee pretty much right yeah booth fee uh charge them uh weekly that way uh you know it's easier for everyone you know just get it out the way <clears throat> on friday you know and uh you know they just run their own schedule you know is booth fee like pretty much like their rent yeah okay pretty much yeah they're just renting the renting out that spot all right that makes so much sense so jeff what makes shaves and fades different from other barbershops around the 574 because we were talking about you guys offer more services can you go more in depth 
not just about the services, but what do you think in your perspective that just makes you guys different? Yeah. Uh, the friendly environment, you know, you come in, you, you probably do get a little intimidated seeing, you know, all these guys around, you know, just maybe the way the shop is, you know, I know a lot of people ain't used to seeing the shop like that, you know, right. and, uh, but no, it's still a great, great bunch of guys, you know, we're trying to be as friendly as possible, you know, we're all pretty good with the kids. Uh, make sure everyone feels welcome, you know, and then uh, on top of that, the service, services we offer, you know, not a lot of people can say they do hot towel shaves, you right. know, facials. We got resting facials we do there, you know, uh, eyebrows, you know, just just almost a, f- a full service barbershop, you know, uh-huh. that's that's what makes us stand out, you know. And how much do you emphasize customer service? How important is customer service when it comes to the to the barbershop industry? Oh, very, very important. That's good. It's very important. You know, that's, I want to say, one of the big things that people will look for, you know. There's a lot of, if you see our reviews, a lot of them is like, oh, very friendly, very welcoming, you know. We want to make sure everyone feels comfortable, you know. So, like I say, everyone there, you know, you know, has got it down, you know. We welcome the people as soon as they walk in, you know. Tell them, you know, bye, have a good day, have a good weekend, you know, whatever, you know. Just Even though when you're not kind of there here, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what makes it feel welcome, you know. So I've, I've, it's just what I learned over the years that, you know, some people don't like that. You know, they come in the shop, you know, well, they want to feel welcome. Uh-huh. A lot of barbers will ignore them, you know, and it's, it's like, hey, you know, guy will get mad, you know, and, right. and take off, you know, saying, hey, you know, yeah. yeah. Y'all don't say hi or nothing, you know. I've, I've, I've been in different shops where I've experienced that, and I didn't want my shop to be like that. You, you know? wanted to make a change for the po- better, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It just seems like when you feel welcome at a place, right, mm. and you feel comfortable, right, mm. That gains trust, right? Yeah. Which when you, when you get a customer's trust, therefore they're gonna come back again. Yeah. And most likely again, again to where yeah. there's just a, a loyal client. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. They will come back and they're gonna tell their friends, you know, and you know the word of mouth here goes a long way. So. Uh huh. And um, Jeff, I want to explain. I want to attest to my experience at uh, Shades and Fades. What I love about Shades and Fades, guys. Obviously, as you can tell. Shades and Fades is my go-to haircut place. Jeff, what I love about Shades and Fades, I love, like you said, the friendly environment. So Maria is my go-to barber, right? Yeah. Even though, like we were talking about, even though, you know, uh, you may not be cutting my hair, you'd be, you'd be like, hey, how you doing, right? Yeah. It just feels like when I'm there, I feel like I'm part of you, of you guys' friend group, yeah. which I love. I feel like it's like a second family. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's how we want everyone to feel. Come uh-huh. in and feel, you know, welcomed, you know? It's important, man. People want to feel that, you know, and they like it, you know. Sometimes it's, it's, it's out in the road, out in the streets. It's not like that in a lot of places you go. You can go to a restaurant where it's supposed to be like that, you know. You don't feel welcome, you know. It's like, oh, I'm not going to come back over here, you know. Food might have been good, you know, but, but you know, they, they didn't treat me right. The experience you know? wasn't yeah. worthwhile. Yeah. And also, I wanted to add on to my experience. I, I just feel like at Shaves and Fades, I can be myself. Like, I don't want to be, okay, how do you explain it? I don't want to be, like, professional, like, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. I can just be myself, and you guys accept who I am. Yeah. And that's why I love. I love being at places. I love going to, talking to people where I can be myself and not someone else. Because I feel like in other previous barbershops, I felt like I had to, like, act professional, like going to a doctor, you know? Not, like, myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I get what you're saying, you know, because coming from California, like, there's... You know, you have to, have to, you know, hide who you are, you know. It's, you feel like you won't be accepted, you know. Over here, I've met some of the the dopest people I've ever met in my life, you know. Yeah. 
some down to earth people, you know, just real people, you know, happy people, you know, just I've met some some great people being out here in uh, Warsaw. Yeah, for sure. And then I just I I'm not saying it because you're here, like you guys are really like the most humble, like you know, barbers and you know around the five seven four. Mm-hmm. And um, I always like to share this. So every time when I'm at Shane's and Fades, it not only do I get my haircut right, it also feels like I'm going to like a therapy session. Yeah. Cause like you know when I when Maria's cutting my hair. I'm just, you know, expressing how I'm feeling or maybe, you know, asking advice about my girl problems to her. I mean, I'm just saying, like, do you think that having the social skills is just as important as having the skill of cutting hair? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, just for that same thing, you know, everybody comes in and uh, we'll spill their, you know, spill the tea and tell me what's going on, you know. And uh, I mean, it's OK. You know, I just it's everyone's got problems, got issues, you know, no one's perfect, you know, and uh we're here for you guys, you know, we're here, listen, you know, give us, give you tips, you know, or what we think, you know, I mean, we can't really tell you what to do, you right. know, but you're just listening. But, right? but yeah, you know, try to try to feel from where you're coming from, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just, it seems like you heard it all in your past 11, 12 years being a uh, barber, huh? Yeah, definitely. Heard, uh, heard some crazy, crazy, you know, crazy stories, you know, and, uh, you know, try to, you know, just vibe with them, you know, try to help them out you know give them some tips you know you know i again can't really tell you what to do you know but but, but i'm sitting here yeah I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm, yeah if you want somebody to talk to you know I'll listen i'll listen you know yeah and then uh, it just seems like since i feel bad like say you know maria's coming here since i feel bad about like you know talking a lot i'm obligated to give her a big tip just because she listened <laughs> i mean with, we do appreciate it though yeah i mean <laughs> With you having the good social skills, does the increase of tips correlate to that, or you know, I feel I feel it does. I feel it does. Sometimes I've I've heard it before. You know what? Hey, you know, great conversation. You know, like thanks. I needed that. You know, they'll, they'll let me know. You know, and it's just I'm just, just I'm just talking to you. you know? yeah. It's not it's not like oh, I had you know. Yes, you had, had, it, yeah. had to. You know, yeah. it's just hey, we we just talking. Man, you my chair and cutting your hair. I want to make you feel yeah. comfortable. You know, a lot of times, uh, you know, people don't really have people to talk to you know what i mean so right. they come you know when you come in the shop you know you're in the shop for 30 45 you know an hour you know and, and we're chit-chatting you know and lock comes out and you know sometimes you can see that they're relieved you know they, they needed it to get it off you yeah. know they had it on their chest and they wanted to talk about it you know and uh someone that's not just that's gonna be biased you know what i mean yeah and it all goes back to trust right yeah, yeah. like i said in the past barber shots like i said i feel like i had to like be someone who i'm not right and I didn't express, I you know, I wasn't, you know, talking the chit-chat, right, with other barbers because they'd be like, they weren't really carrying the conversation, right? No disrespect to them, but I'm just saying, you know, with you guys, you guys, you know, carry along the conversation. And it's just like, it makes us friends, you know, besides barber client. Would you say, like, F a client, they're my friend? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. That's kind of what I said earlier, you know, I met some of the dopest people, you know, now that I can, you know, call my friends, you know. And then, uh, does this, like, by people saying, hey, thank you, Jeff, for hearing me out, not just for the cup, but hearing me out, does that make you feel good? Yeah, yes, it does, definitely, man. Um, it brings me a lot of joy. That's why I like cutting hair. I do regret not starting when my dad was originally showing me, you know, when I was, like, 18. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, now I'm just like, man, you know, like, this is, when we, you know, this is a badass job, you know. When badass you start job. doing it, right? Like, yeah. you, like uh like my last podcast we were talking about once you start doing it you actually liked it mm-hmm. and like you said you're like man what could have been if i would have started early huh yeah 
Definitely. But, but hey, everything happens for a reason, right? Yes. Yes, it does. So, Jeff, what are your future plans with Shaves and Fades, man? Like, since, like, you never want to settle for less, right? Yeah. What, what, like, you know, is there any, is there, like, an end goal for you? Um, I do have some cosmetic things I want to get done in there still. Um, but uh, barber-wise, I think I want to fill it. I want to have at least 10 barbers in there, you know. And then from there, I want to move to, well, not move. I still live in Warsaw, but I do want to put another shop back in Goshen or South Bend. So somewhere, you know, bigger area, you know. I hear, like, Goshen, they have several barbers, but, like, they say, we don't really have, like, a barber shop like this. Right. You know? There's good barbers there, you know. They're scattered, you know, but, like. But not the Shades and Fades experience, yeah, right? Yeah, no. Nothing like that. If that were to happen, right, would the other shots be under the name Shaves and Pete still, right? Yeah, yeah, I think I would keep that. You know, I feel, I feel like it, it can be a chain, you know? Like I said, so you want to franchise it, it yeah. maybe in the future, you know? Yeah, yeah, well, people, the way when people come in, like I said, I want everyone to work the same way, you know, so that way they get the same experience yeah the same experience from from different barbers all you know with the towels you know just the, the way you know i work i want everyone to work you know in this shop in another shop in another shop mm-hmm. so they can go like oh i've been to shapes and fades in in warsaw and goshen or in fort wayne you know and like yeah it was all the same you know man that's starting to get catchy the shapes and fades experience yeah, yeah. so i want to um quickly ask right because i forgot to ask this we we all said that word of mouth is a powerful form of advertising or like you know a proper form of going like knowing who you are right yeah lately the past year i was telling maria this the last time i got my haircut from her i noticed this past year alone well all 2022 i noticed you guys social media advertising has increased so what made you guys really you know promote the business on on social media like on instagram facebook because like before like 2022 i didn't really see that much advertising on facebook or instagram we'll see I didn't really do it because, again, back to the whole thing, it was just me. I, I didn't want to promote because it's like when, when I did promote, it was like, oh, you know, I heard your barbers. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't take you. You know, I'm busy. That's the whole reason I didn't promote. But I started getting more and more barbers. It's like, okay, you know, I want them to be as busy as I am, you know. I want them to be booked out a week, two weeks out, you know. The other barbers. Yeah, yeah the other barbers, you know. So that's why, you know, we went with the Facebook page, you know. We, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram page, you know. You can find us on Instagram, Shaves and Fades, Warsaw, all together. Mm-hmm. The Facebook is Shaves and Fades. Um, we started, started using those platforms the to promote. The, yeah, Booksy. You know, that's the booking app. You go to, you know, Booksy, download it on your phone, you know, the app store. You can uh, find Shaves and Fades in Warsaw. You'll be able to schedule appointments with us through there. Mm-hmm. So we started doing Instagram, Facebook, you know, to, to get the name out there, you know, bring people in, you know, let them know we got more barbers, there's more availability. You know, the barbers are really good. That's, what, that's one good thing about, you know, social media, you know, pictures, you know. Everyone, you know, looks at the pictures, you know, and just looks at the posts. And then they share stories, right? Mm-hmm. And it spreads to their friends, and their friend shares that yeah. same story. It's just yeah. like a, like like we said, a positive chain reaction. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then, like, how crazy, I mean, it's just crazy, like, you know, when Maria first started, right? Obviously, every barber's going to, they're going to, like, not struggle, but it's going to take them a while to gain uh, clients, right? Yeah. How crazy from, like, seeing, like, Landon or Maria or Emmanuel from their start, with them having like little clients to now they're yeah. starting to get booked up more and more yeah how do you from your perspective 
How do you like that, seeing that progress? Oh, man, it makes me feel just overwhelmed, man. Overwhelmed with joy, you know, just to see him busy, you know, and people coming in and asking for them, you know, and booking with them. See, you know, familiar faces coming in, you know, and right right away, I know. It's like, okay, I know this guy now. He's been here a few times. He goes to Maria, you know. and Like, it's a habit, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, that does that bring you, like, joy? Like, does, does that make you want to keep doing this more and more? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not yeah. seeing your, not just your success, but seeing other, your other barber's success, huh? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I want to see them successful. Um, You know, I want them make money but also enjoy their life that's why i have them on booth rent you know when i was in california the boots out i mean the shops out there they were all percentage and then you were tied down to a schedule you know to whatever they told you if i was nine to five you know off sunday and tuesday because that was like my schedule you know that's what i was tied down to i i'm trying to get the money you know i was trying to be there like at seven in the morning you know maybe even till like eight o'clock at night but the barbershop didn't allow it, you know, because yeah. it was percentage. You got to leave when the owner leaves, you know, and it was it wasn't, you know, right. it, it sucked. You know, honestly, it sucked, you know, and that was like nine different shops that were all percentage. Mm-hmm. So I wish I had a shop, you know, or there was a shop that was booth rent. So that's why when I opened up my shop, I give them that option, you know, because another thing, too, is that with mom and dad being barbers and then being at the shop so much. It's like they didn't really have time, you know. It's like if they wanted to make that money, you know, they had to be there on the weekends, you know, to make that money. If you do appointments, you schedule them during the week. Right. It didn't give them the flexibility to do, like, other things on their free time. Yeah, exactly. You know, spend some time with the family, you know. Right. And, you know, and that's that's what I want to look out, you know, make sure my barbers are making good money, but they're also have family time, yeah, that's, you know. Man, uh, props to you for, like, doing that philosophy. Because, like, it seems from, like, you know, a client's perspective, right? I think that's why... It seems like the companionship between you guys are good because you give them like the freedom to do that, and you're not giving them a percentage as long as like you know they have that booth. Uh, what do you call it? The booth rent. The booth rent. You know, it seems like that's why they trust you, and that's why you guys' relationships are more like tight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, they. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that they're they're where they're at right now. You know, like, oh, there's always room for improvement, which. You know, it's going to come with time, you know, you right. just jump into a shop and you just get busy, you know, well, you, you got to put in, yeah. yeah, you got to put in that work, you know, it's called paying uh-huh. your dues, you know, you got to pay your dues, you know, build up the clientele. and Yeah, um, like once again, Jeff, like seriously, kudos to you for like starting this and then seeing how shades and fades it is today, you know, it's keep it's awesome, you know, you guys are friendly. And um, w- one last thing, another thing I love about shades and fades is that uh, seeing Maria sick, right, mm. I can always go to Landon mm. or you or Mix, you know. Yeah. It's a scene, like, because I trust you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Is definitely. that common? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's really common, you know. It says, I go, I try to enjoy my life now, you know. I got to go travel, you know, at least once a year, go back to California, see my family. I'll take, like, two and a half weeks, three weeks, you know, if we've even gone, like, a whole month. So, so you with really that, refresh your mind. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Take a step back, you know. Appreciate, you know, what I have, what I have, what's become, you know, and uh, I see some family, you know, because that's one thing I do miss from Cali is just my family, you know. But it's well deserved, right? Yeah. And you you rather have your clients go to like mix besides yeah. them going to a great clips, for yeah. instance. Yeah. Yeah. I tell them all the time, man. They can, you just go to mix, you know, mix will take care of you. You know, Manuel's there now, Landon, you know, and Maria, you know, Maria's, you know, she's awesome. She's, uh, you know. It's rare to find a girl barber that uses the right. blade, you know. Yeah. They're more common nowadays, but out here I haven't ran into any, you know. Exactly. 
So she came, she's fully licensed cosmetologist and barber, you know, and uses the blade, you know, started working with us and she sharpened her skills, you know, sharpened her skills real nice, you know, and she, she can cut pretty good, you know. And that's such a, that's such a good feeling to you that knowing that your clients are going, are staying within season phase and not somewhere yeah. else. Huh? Yes, yes. Nice. Jeff, um, is there anything else you want to say or ask? Uh, we covered everything, you know, that I feel like, uh, do want to ask if, if any other barbers are listening you know i am in the market to find you know at least three four more barbers you know come down to shaves and fades in warsaw you know uh show us your skills you know see if you can make the team you know we're always looking to up to uh increase our uh you know clientele flow through the shop with another barber you know there you go people there you go uh barbers and um also jeff i know we mentioned this earlier but i want to remind the audience once again so if someone wants to go to shaves and fades to get a haircut, where can they reach you guys at? Uh, so we do a majority of our appointments are done through Booksy. So we'll send everyone through Booksy. Download it again at the, the Apple Store, uh, Google Play. Yeah, download it. Um, it seems kind of hard to set up. It's really not. Just kind of, it's pretty self-explanatory. Find Shaves and Fades and, the lo- you know, do the locator, you know, make sure it's in Warsaw because there is a... Uh, some in other states, you know, that we've had people come in and make appointments with uh, uh, New Mexico or, or uh, what is that? Yeah, yeah, they come in like, oh, yeah. And I was like, hey, man, that's an Albuquerque, it's a man. T- <laughs> it's a detail, right? Yeah, so you got to find Warsaw, man. Yeah. You know, so make sure it's in Warsaw. Book there, you know, and, uh, you know, get a spot. Get a spot. Come on in, you know. Yeah, and I can attest that, guys. The Booksy app is really easy to use. It's really not that hard to use. So, yeah, and then if you have any questions about season phase, you can always, like, you know, hit me up. So, Jeff, man, it's time for the cheesy question of the day. All right, hit me with it. Jeff, today's cheesy question of the day is, uh, since man, Jeff, since you're a busy uh, guy, would you rather have a personal assistant or a personal chef? You know, personal chef, man. Why is that? Because I, I mean, I'm trying to meal prep and stuff like that, man. But I'm trying to also get in extra clients or something. You know, I don't have time to cook. Uh-huh. I get a personal chef to cook for me, especially someone that can cook better. Oh, man. That means more clients. Oh, huh? yeah, definitely, man. Heck, yeah. Hey, you never know, like 12 years from the road, 15 years from the road, you you can have your personal chef. Hey, well, I mean, a personal assistant don't sound too bad either, man. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. That'd hey. be tough, but, you know, I love food, so I think the chef right. would be the way to go. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they'd be a professional at it, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Well, Jeff, uh, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. And, guys, uh, thanks for listening. You guys can follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Facebook. See ya. See ya.